62 welcome guys you're here because you hate boring content and because you also want to learn how to build your audience your brand and tell your story whether it's personal whether it's business doesn't really matter because the same principle applies how do you create content that actually really resonates with people they really want to consume it so i'm interviewing people who are practitioners people who have done it who know how to do it not just somebody who read the book and today's guest is just like that her name is anna rubek she's a content creator and beauty and lifestyle we also happen to work together at wrangle.io company here in toronto canada she's been doing content for more than a decade now working with beauty brands shooting videos for youtube and instagram and we're talking about what processes she uses to create content and uh, really practical things that I think you could also apply. Adam, it's great to see you and thanks for coming. Thanks for having me on your podcast. This is so fun. That's exciting. So you've been creating content for super long time. I have seen your first video on YouTube. It's been a (laughs) 2009 jacket review. Oh my God. (laughs) And it was so good though, like your your flow, like the yeah, the, all the all the details. It was it was great. Wow, this podcast starts very very embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a long time. I've been on social media for quite some time. No, it's great. It's great. And I mean, you've been running your your website. You uh, you're doing Instagram, uh, and you have quite a you have a lot of followers on different channels. So so I mean, yeah, I mean the 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 jacket review is probably a little bit <laughs> too aggressive <laughs> for first question. But um, tell me about your the other. I saw the other day you had an Instagram video, and that was about cereal. The when you were like, it was just a funny one, which I thought was so funny. Um, yeah. So you made this shorter. And uh, it was great. Talk me about like your approach when you're making this funny Instagram videos with, and you have like your family members. What do you, how do you come up with, or how do you go from an idea to like the whole filming thing? Sure, that was actually when lockdown first happened and everybody was getting on TikTok. And I'm like, what is this platform? I was shying away from TikTok for the longest time because I don't know if you're on it, but it's, the user experience isn't always great. The video plays right away and it's like loud and you know, you're trying to adjust the sound and everything. Yeah. Very in your face. But I think that's their strategy, right? They just want you to consume as much content as possible. And I was like, this is not my thing. I'm too old. I'm in my thirties. No. (laughs) And then um, COVID-19 happened and I was just bored a couple of times a week. And I was like, I'm just going to come up with skits and film them (laughs) and see where it takes me. So this serial one that you mentioned, that's actually really funny because it's something I've never done. I, my husband tells me all the time that I'm funny, but I don't think I'm funny. And then he's like, just do some of your skits because you're actually ridiculous. (laughs) It was great. I loved it. That's good. I'm glad. So I did a few of those and uh, they, they got picked up on TikTok, which was nice. I got some viewership there. Um, and then I repurposed them on Instagram because these days it's so much nicer to be able to repurpose content in similar ways. Um, and then it, it did well on Instagram and I was like, okay, now people know that I'm funny. Yay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was really just out, like the skits are really just one offs, but, um, I guess my broader strategy is more, um, I like my personality to show through my stories, my posts, whatever I'm doing. I'm less, 
um, crazy about that cohesive, pretty looking feed. Like, you know, when you go on Instagram and everything is that same color or same oh, branded sleek looking. Yeah. And it's, it's great. Some people pull it off really well, but for me, I'm very much so that like whimsical, crazy, like energetic person. And that's the kind of feed that I like to have. So, um, yeah. And it's, it's I guess the cool. serial video just worked, worked well. <laughs> no, that was, that was great. And you know, it just, it's, uh, and you, you totally make a great point is when you're, you know, when you're scrolling on your Instagram or when you're scrolling on your, well, maybe not LinkedIn in this case, maybe TikTok, where yeah. like you have people who are so brand focused on, they, they want to be so slick. They have like this certain brand gu guidelines versus when you're just posting and being like yourself when you're not, you don't really necessarily care how it might look like. It, uh, it actually stands out. Oh, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> what, what do you do? Like, I'm curious. So how do you come up with a skit? Like, uh, so let's say you decide to do it. Like, how do you come up with ideas? And then what do you do to film that? Sure. Normally it's, I'm in the shower and I come up with an idea. Like I, usually I'm like, you know, using different products or whatever it is. And I'll come up with ideas. I actually use Google drive for organizing everything. So I have my content calendar on there. I have, um, kind of like this running list of ideas. So even if I'm cooking, I'm in the shower, whatever it is, it's so nice that you're able to like go on your phone and quickly add those ideas. So you don't lose them. Um, so that's kind of how I do it. And then, throughout the week, I just batch content. So um, if right. I look at my week ahead on Monday, I'm like, okay, today's the day that I'm gonna strategize for the week and what's gonna go on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, and then maybe Tuesday's like more of the filming day. And then Wednesday's more of like being on my computer, writing down everything and then scheduling for the, the next week. Um, with skits, I, that's something very, very new to me. Um, when I really, really started getting into TikTok now, I'm not so much on it. Like mm -hmm. I just, I feel mm -hmm. like I just don't have the time, but uh, when I was really in it <laughs> during that like first month of uh, quarantine, um, I was actually drawing them like on paper, which is- Oh, I like that. It, yeah, it just brings you back to like, I guess filmmaking or things or even uh, animation and stuff. A lot of people still rely on that pen and paper. And I would like literally scribble down my ideas what I was thinking for each cut. Um, and it really helped because when you're filming, you're like in different places. Um, and so yes. I, I would follow whatever I drew uh, with the serial one, for example, I asked my husband to help me film that. And uh, we did the multiple skits in one go. Like we didn't wait through the rest of the day, but it was like, let's add more cereal boxes to the back. And he's a really fun, creative guy too. So as much as it's me, it's also him helping me out. Um, right. So yeah, I think like getting your ideas down as soon as you have them is so important because you never know when down the road, you're going to want to pick that idea up or when you're really stuck, like in almost like a writer block, writer's block. Um, you can go back to your ideas and refresh yourself, which is which is always a good thing. And it's interesting because the, when I do, um, I also do videos now and I, I started doing skids. And to me, it's interesting, like, do you go like super hard on a script or do you actually do it in an unscripted manner? Because you've been doing mm. you've been doing YouTube videos for a while. But it's just to me, it's so interesting. Like, how do you when whenever you, if you do it like super scripted, then sometimes it just kill the kills the edge, you know, dulls the yeah. edge in a way yeah. versus if you do it totally unscripted, you actually end up doing like 100 takes. And it's like so it's like just like a jello. Yeah. It's not it's, it's nothing really concrete, right? 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I actually watch a lot of YouTubers myself and I can always tell when someone has a script versus when someone is unscripted. It just the way that you like your your speak flows is so different. Um, for me, I will sketch out my ideas. I will write down what I want to talk about. So for instance, if I'm sharing tips on, you know, motherhood or baby life or whatever it is, I will write down the things I really want to talk about, but I'm not going to write a full on script of like, this is how I raised my child. Like it's going to be very, um, I'll write down the products. So I remember to mention them, but I won't do a full, full on script. For sure. Um, yeah, the only time you kind of have to sometimes present a script is uh, when you're working on a branded like partnership. So um, if I'm working with a brand, then they obviously have those key messages that they want you to implement. And so I will do that, but I'm always transparent about them. Oh, sorry, transparent with them about how it's not going to be fully like what I write down here because it just doesn't flow naturally that exactly. way. Um, some people I'm sure are really great at it and it's probably a skill that you learn over time. Uh, but for me, I find like just turning on the camera and talking and if you got to repeat yourself, that's okay. You can always cut it out. Um, but what I found is that the more I do this, the better I get at that speak. So the more you're on, you know, your IG stories, the more you're just talking on YouTube, the more you're doing even like podcasts like this, the better you get over time get less choppy right you actually are making less mistakes in your talk it's like exactly. very the flow is so much better yeah and sometimes it's just your mindset right like you could wake up on a monday and you're like okay i have to film today but you're you're not fully there like maybe you've had a cup of coffee but you're not fully there <laughs> what i do is i just like put on some beyonce or dance around my condo <laughs> or something just to like jazz yourself up even if i need to do a, an instagram story something small but i'm not mm -hmm. feeling it um, you've got to know what is going to get you there. So for me, I like to get dressed up. I like to have my makeup on. I like to have caffeine in me and then I'm ha I'm good to go. So and it makes difference. I mean, it's a big, it's a big totally. thing, right? You have to, it's not just like, okay, it's 11 AM. I have to go and, and, and create it's, it's, you yeah. have to figure out. And, and I mean, you have to figure out how to get into the process because once yes. you are in it, it's a lot easier, but to get there, you're like, oh my God. And, and there's so many different tools, right? Like, if you're trying to read a book like oh i'm gonna read one one word or like yeah. one page <laughs> yeah exactly it just you have to know what works for you and sometimes i wake up like maybe i thought i'll film everything on thursday but i wake up on thursday super groggy not in the mood of talking and that's when you mess up the most and it's okay you just maybe you you try filming another day and use that day to write instead so having that flexibility in your schedule is nice too definitely so you uh when you started with uh, you, you, you're doing it on so many different channels and you, your main topic is your, your makeup, right? Makeup yes. and yeah. uh, hair and all of this uh, really cool, very popular topics. Uh, so what was your experience? So you, you do video, you do a blog, you do the website. Um, what do you see the channel that performs really well for you? If you could, sure. if, if there's one. Sure. I think that um, for me, uh, it really, Instagram was the one that really started to pick up for me. Um, it just naturally, as I was sharing whatever I was posting on my blog, or I would do a, a short of my YouTube video, Instagram just picked it up. And a lot of 
I guess, I guess it got more eyeballs. Um, that's where I get my most uh, traffic from as well, either through Instagram stories or people going to my bio to click whatever I'm promoting. Um, so Instagram is one that I always like to have a strategy, somewhat of a strategy for. So I know that I need to post four to five times a week to keep that engagement up. Um, I like to show up on my Instagram stories daily. So I even strategize like what I'm going to share on Instagram stories sometimes every day, just so I know what to go in with. Um, with YouTube, it's really, it's been difficult. Like it's, mm -hmm. I love, I love the platform. I love video. I consume video all the time. Um, but for me, it's just a balance of trying to keep up with my blog, trying to keep up with Instagram, YouTube, all these new platforms now, TikTok. Um, and to be honest with YouTube, it's just, I just don't have the time always to edit the video. So sometimes I oh, film we, like multiple. We just talked about it before we started. Exactly. Sometimes I'll film like three videos a day and then I'm like, what do I do with these videos? <laughs> um, and it'll take me like three months to film those three videos. So um, one tip that uh, I'm actually learning myself is to delegate. Um, so find out the pain points of what's stopping you. So for me, I, I want to be on YouTube. I want to put out more videos and I want that to be my, you know, third most popular platform or whatever. Um, what's it going to take? Do I need to hire an editor? Do I need to hire support? Um, so that's kind of what I'm learning. Hmm. So, so you, I mean, that was one of the things that I thought about you is where like, like my, I, I post mostly on LinkedIn. I do YouTube videos and that's it for now. I do a little bit of TikTok and it's yeah. already too much. Like for, cause I'm doing it myself. It's so much yeah. like, cause it's it, like, I have to post on LinkedIn every day and I do a lot of videos and, and yes, I do the podcast, which I should have factored in. So yeah. it's like, it's a lot for one person. Do you totally. find uh like, what are the channels that you focus on the most? Uh, or you, you, I mean, besides Instagram that you mentioned. Sure. I, uh, I really like to focus on my actual website because here's the thing, if Instagram or YouTube were to shut down tomorrow, what do you have left? So I like to focus on my website. I, I like to have content up at least once or twice a week that is um, basically on the website and not just, you know, linking to a video, linking to my Instagram. Um, so and now I'm trying to like gain traffic again on my website. So actually Pinterest these days has been like my favorite. Um, Pinterest is like a hidden secret for content traffic. I swear. If you can figure out um, a nice strategy for your Pinterest and create boards that kind of match your theme, match your content pillars and really build on that, you'll be really surprised at how quickly that traffic grows. Organically, um, right? Organically. Exactly. Yeah. So Pinterest was uh, years ago for me, it was like, I used to call it my digital wish list. It's like, this is the home I want. These are the recipes I want to make, blah, blah, blah. And I was just randomly putting things up and I didn't mm -hmm. love it so much. Uh, so then maybe about a month ago, I actually deleted all of my previous pins. Um, before my current website with anum.com, I actually used to have summerxskin.com and that I had for many, many years. Um, so these days I'm really trying to build traffic up to my new website. Um, so um, with Pinterest, I deleted everything, deleted my old posts, all that jazz. And then probably about a month ago, I started from zero and it's already at like maybe 16K mm -hmm. views. Like every week it's like a thousand or so views that come up and I'm, I'm just shocked. <laughs> I'm That's shocked amazing. The and this is, this yeah. is, this is all, uh, the, do, do you think it's most, mostly blogs uh, or, but, or it's also like the video content that you link 
Yeah, um, I started with blog posts, but you kind of have to sprinkle in other people's content as well. So you're not just self promoting, you want to engage with people in your niche or uh, content that's similar to yours. Um, yeah. And so image, it, it, sorry, initially, I started with my blog posts, but now I'm putting some of my Instagram videos, some of my YouTube videos, and I'm, I'm starting to see the traffic, which is key, because now I'm like, okay, I need to have a, a proper strategy for this because it's working. Of course. And do you do e uh, email? Like, do you do a um, newsletter? So I actually have promoted it in the past. Um, it was something that I never stuck to a schedule. And I feel like when you don't have a schedule for it, that's kind of when it falls off. Um, so I'm actually planning to re relaunch it because I think like having an email list is so huge. Um, so I'm hoping probably uh, by the end of the summer, I get on that train. Mm. Yeah, do, you I mean, have, do you have an email? I do have an email list. So similarly to you, I started, I got uh, to uh, like 60 subscribers, I think. Like not, not that many, That's but great. I got them, got them pretty quickly. And then I fell off uh, probably like six months ago. I'm like, well, it's like, you know, what I think is happening is when you start writing this big fancy newsletters or really mm -hmm. good pieces of content, um, they're great. But then you end up yeah. spending way too much time and then very quickly becomes a drag where you're like, mm -hmm. oh my God, I have to, you already feel the pain two days before you were, you're supposed to write about it. So yes. that's where I found like, you have to start like micro small. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. That's why I feel like you really need to hone in on one platform, do it really, really well. Like for me, Instagram is that one platform where I'm doing pretty well, I have a good schedule for it. And now I'm diving back into YouTube and seeing how I can build that strategy better for myself. And then it'll be, you know, adding in the email newsletter, adding in more things. Um, and content burnout is a thing too, which is why it's so important to get that help if you need it, get the support if you need it as you grow, reinvest in your content so that you can actually grow more. <laughs> that's, that's the idea. Well, yeah. what is this, what is it about? I mean, obviously, so you started posting content long time ago. Uh, yeah. It's probably started from your interest, right? Interest in, yes. uh, in the makeup, interest in products. It's clearly your passion. Yeah, it actually, okay. Funny enough, I started, I, I started my internet journey when I was like in grade nine. So I was that person on live journal, <laughs> Asian Avenue, like all those different websites where you can like learn how to create a website. I was really into graphic design at one point. Um, so I was creating all my graphics on, on like Illustrator and Photoshop. Um, but then I went to school for journalism. Um, and one of our projects was actually to start a channel, start a YouTube channel. That's actually why oh, really? old videos of me with jackets <laughs> promoting <laughs> these like jacket winter coats. Um, I remember you were there's... saying, oh, don't buy it. It's terrible. Like it's just like, <laughs> I, I don't, I didn't feel warm at all. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, it's, um, it was actually, it just landed in my lap so nicely because it was part of a school project. We had to learn how to like video edit and like put up a YouTube channel, do the channel art, whatever it was back in 2010. Um, and uh, I think at the time you couldn't even have custom thumbnails. Like it was really bad thumbnails too. Oh, sure. You had to like the screen grabs. Yeah. And um, 
I started summer X, that's actually where I started summer X skin and summer X skin is um, it's actually summer skin is a death cap for cutie song and I was really into it at the time I'm like this is like the perfect name um, I started a beauty and fashion uh, blog to go with it a couple of years later and that's how my journey started um, last year I actually rebranded just because I felt like the name wasn't me it was never really me it was just something I landed in that landed in my lap and I grew it um, so last year I was, I started doing more lifestyle and talking more about like my mom life, motherhood, all these mm-hmm. fun topics. So, um, yeah, it, and, and, it, it and was all school. That's, that's amazing. And along yeah. with that, you get, the you get, the um, you get the traffic, you get the exposure to your audience, and then you can promote brands or you could actually get partnerships with brands uh, and place their products into your, into your content. Exactly. Yeah. So what's uh, what, what do you have like a longer term vision with uh, with with content like or what would you like to do uh, in the future with it? I mean, because it's 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 a hard I mean, everybody who creates content, it's not a it, you like it. I mean, I think you, you love chatting with people, but it's a it's a lift. Yeah, it's definitely it definitely is. I think that if you it's so tricky because obviously a lot of people love doing it, love creating content, but then maybe the end goal is, yes, you want to turn it into a full-time thing, turn it into, uh, you know, making money. Um, for me, I just, I can't imagine not doing it in the next five years. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where I've been doing it for the last I don't know, like eight years. And if I were to turn off next week, I'm like, I'm bored. It's like, I have my camera. I'll, I'll still be doing it naturally in some way, shape or form. Um, so I definitely still see myself doing it like for, for quite some time. Um, but really my end goal is, um, to, to launch something bigger. You know, I think I'm ready to, um, have my own kind of online studio working with clients. Um, I've done it on the side before I've had, I've worked full time as well in social media. And so my end goal is to hopefully navigate that aspect and have some of my, audience follow me there and learn social media tips from me which would be really fun <laughs> it will be it will be because i think you have this personality that is just so um uh really really great to you know just uh interact with Thank from you. the content perspective uh i see sometimes you know I would go on youtube and there would be uh somebody a, a millennial probably talking about social media or talking about youtube and they're like they're so like they i feel like they're on drugs or something and so <laughs> you, you get you get like i get turned off straight away yeah. so i think i think a big part of it is because i mean of course everybody talks about the same thing but the your personality is something that uh you know it's that differentiator thank you i really appreciate that yeah i think i i'm with you i follow a lot of um you know online business coaches and social media gurus and they're great they're doing really well but it's not always your journey right so i i want to be able to sell my services more organically instead of like pushing it in your face or doing these long like funnel campaigns and um just being more me and bringing that out and for me it's really about helping other people that are on social media um whether it's learning how to do cool ig stories Mm. or um how to show up as yourself on camera like even tips around that um those are the things that i really want to share with my audience so hoping that's the goal in the next year or so and you did you did vlogs right for for a bit of time yeah how how did uh, did that go 
Oh, it, it, I love vlogging. I um, I love doing it when I'm traveling. Um, of course, we can't do it right now, but I think those are some of my favorite vlogs to watch and to uh, film because when you go, when you look back on it, it's so amazing. Like you look back on a trip or something and all the different things you did, or you, if you're ever at that place again and you need recommendations, you can look at your own content. Um, so whenever we used to travel, we always did that. Um, and uh, these days I'm trying to pick it up more. Um, mm. So I have another one coming very, very shortly as I'm diving back into YouTube, but um, vlogging comes very naturally to me. It's just like, I love picking up the camera and just talking. And um, I kind of shifted that onto my stories and sh shared similar experiences there. But um, yeah, I'm really hoping to pick it up again. Soon. So, so, so not, not, not have an anxiety of putting stuff online for people to see. Yeah, no, I, I think I broke that a long time ago. <laughs> I, uh, I've, I've been on the internet for so long that um, if you wanted to find dirt on me or whatever it is, I'm sure you'll find it. <laughs> it's like, a, like Seth Godin says, type set in Google and yeah. there you go. Same thing with you, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, sorry, go on. I'm just going to say that like, I, I hear so many people like, oh yeah, we, I want to create content. I want to create videos, but I'm super scared to put it out right because like yeah. everybody's going to be judging you and i mean of course they will be because uh, mm -hmm. i mean they will they will judge you even uh when you're in person um yeah. so yeah i mean i, I want like my, my my suggestion always is to well you have to start uh we have to ask yourself a question what's the worst thing that can happen like you're probably not going to get killed or mm -hmm. like you're not going to be homeless you know like all those yeah. fears that we have yeah uh, and then just start something uh start super small and then uh but do it in a consistent way Totally. I, I love that advice. And I think um, imposter syndrome is something that probably everybody faces in different aspects. You know, some people have that with video. Some people have it with their work. Like they just feel like maybe they're not good enough or people are judging, you mm -hmm. know, their, the work that they're producing. Um, and it's, it's hard to get over it, but you just have to remember that like, if this is your dream, if this is something you're constantly thinking about, you, you have to start with day one, right? I love this quote where it's like day one or one day. And you're constantly like, one day I'll do it, right? Because one day maybe I'll be more popular and like all these people will enjoy my videos or one day um, I'll have an audience somewhere and they'll come to my videos naturally. But you, you have to shift that mindset of like, today's day one, I'm getting on camera, I'm gonna do this. And over time you will, you will get better. It's uh, one of my favorite lines is from Jack O'Wellink, this guy, he's a former Navy SEAL and he has this, all this motivational talks and he says like, uh, you know, when people ask me, when should I start? He's like, you should start right now. I love that. <laughs> it's like, and, and it's, you know, everybody laughs and I feel like, you know, people don't really get it. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. But then it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah, totally. And okay. a lot of times I get asked um, if it's oversaturated, if like blogging is oversaturated or maybe there's too many Instagrammers, but Yes, there are a lot, but there's going to be someone that will relate to you, whether it's, you know, five people or 25 people or a thousand people, there will be people that will relate to you that will come to your, come to you for your content. So, um, yeah, I think you what, should just what, do what, it. What do you think about <laughs> differentiation? Yes, I agree. Double thumbs up for that. What do you think about differentiation? Like, uh, you know, when, <clears throat> like to your point, there's so much content being created and sometimes like I would scroll through LinkedIn. I'm like, oh my God, this like, there's like a 200,000 people doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
what would you what do you usually tell people if they ask you like how do I differentiate from others? I think that um, starting with things that you really want to share. So whether it's one niche or a couple of niches that you want to focus on, I think that there's still space for it. You know, I, um, I started a beauty channel like years ago, I started my beauty website and everything, and there were already beauty gurus happening in this world, but not everybody's always going to lean on the beauty gurus because they're like making their millions of dollars or whatever they're doing. Right. They want to find someone who's relatable, maybe a Toronto girl who, uh, takes the city bus, you know, so it, it had it having that unique quality about you and adding that to your content. I think that's what's going to sell. And that's what's going to get that viewership, even on LinkedIn. Like I, I don't do LinkedIn as much. I would like to, <laughs> again, so much content, only such yeah. little time. Um, but even on LinkedIn, yes, some people are sharing the same content, but their voice is different. Like someone's voice is going to resonate more with you than someone else who might be sharing similar content. So I, I found I found that uh, like uh, the posts that really perform well uh, that I've seen on LinkedIn are pretty um, well, for me, at least they've, they've been pretty aggressive. Like the, I actually put up some, some really controversial statement and yeah. there's a bit of a, there's a bit of a weirdness going on in the comments. I like, <laughs> and they, I they're, see they're like get... you had a very controversial one a couple of months ago. I don't remember what it was though. Yeah, I think I posted a couple and oh, I think it was, it was about, a good one. I, I don't remember what it was, but sometimes I get really annoyed with something, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to post about it. The The latest one I did was on, on uh, that, you know, you have, you want to hire the marketer who could write versus a journalist and everybody who had a journalist degree, they felt really, in a in a way, offended. And they're like, no, I don't agree with that. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. How dare you? <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> um so there was like a bit of back and forth happening in your comments yes yes i had a few people who messaged me and they're like that's that's like bs and 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 no i totally get it i totally get it i think you know people are so sensitive and it's a very it's yeah. a, a it's a statement that is very provocative um mm -hmm. and it maybe like you want to explain more like well this doesn't apply to people who did journalism and can do this and this and this but but i think you know like you want to put up your opinion. Totally. I, um, I did something similar, um, where right, right as quarantine life was starting and people were putting up these like depressing posts about how they have nothing to do or like, you know, juggling their parent life or the X, Y, Z, like all of these things. And I did a post, I was actually really nervous to publish it, but I did a post about just staying positive because no matter what's happening, like this is life, this is what we have to deal with. So why not take it with a, you know, a different approach, a more positive approach and think of these things instead. Like you're getting this time with your kids that you'll never have. And, you know, maybe you never see your spouse, but now you're seeing them all the time. Like there's all these positive ways of looking at a more negative situation. And I was actually really afraid that I would get a lot of like uh, clash in the comments, but mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, you're absolutely right. Like, or they're like, this is the positivity I needed today. And, um, so you might put those controversial topics up, but you never know what the response is going to be. And maybe it's someone who's not even responding. That's like, yes, I agree with you, but it, there are a lot you of may both. never see that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it comes up in a conversation like, oh, I've seen your post and you're yeah. like, well, you should have liked it, but thank you. 
<laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's it's crazy how many eyeballs are on your posts and how many likes or comments you'll get. It's like, it's not hard to just double tap. And yeah, like that. exactly. Just, <laughs> just, like just hard it, hard it right yeah. now. Don't just pass, yeah. pass by. But I mean, it also, you know, goes to a point where like so many people consume the content, not create. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I think just create, you never know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I mean, to, to be honest, like I think with, with brand, like that is like Gary Vee says, and I totally, totally on board with him is that like that, that's the only biggest differentiator that you've got, because if you don't have a brand, you always will be uh, a subject of opinions and, and you will be very dependent on the company you work for in a way. And totally. you, you really can't have, it will be very, it will be hard to have big impact and like everybody has the same tools, which is crazy. Yes. I'm telling to my brother all the time, like, look, you have the upload button. It's the same one. And yes. so it's just like, why don't you do that? We all have access to internet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love that so much. And it's like people come up with all of these barriers or things, you know, it's like, I don't have a camera. I don't have this. I don't have that. You've got your phone. You can buy a tripod from Amazon. That's really cheap. Like you can, you don't, yeah, yeah. You don't need these fancy things. All you, if you've got something to say, whether it's written video, whatever it is, you need to be saying it because someone else on this planet of like billions of people, someone else is thinking the same thing as you and they're waiting for someone to say it. So yeah, I, I, I've heard this quote that I thought was so interesting. Uh, it was from LinkedIn because I do spend quite a bit of time there is yeah. uh, there is somebody uh, like you who puts out uh, content that is worse and ideas that are worse, but they're doing it and you are not. Yes, yes. Very strong. Right? I like that. Yeah, I need to add like that to my Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good addition. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> we get a little bit more or those organic views. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me ask you this, Adam. So uh, one of the things I find that is always a challenge uh, whenever you create content is how do you come up with the ideas of what to write about or what to film? Um, and uh, there's so many ways to do it. I would be curious to, to know like what your what do you do? How what are some of the things that you do throughout the week, maybe throughout the months um, that sure. Um, that help you to say like, hey, these are the things I want to be writing about or film it? Sure. Uh, great question. So I do this with myself, but I also do it with any client that I may have or that I may be consulting with. But I always think of content pillars. So you want to have, you know, four to six content pillars that you're focusing on. So if you are in the travel industry, you know, you're going to talk about what to pack or, you know, you're going to have your your six, four to six pillars. And um, there's going to be days when you're, you're coming up with all these ideas. And I think the best thing is honestly to just write them down, write them, write them down. Um, for me, as, as I mentioned before, it's just, it comes so randomly to me, like I'll be cooking, or I'll be listening to a podcast and I'm like, oh, no one's talked about like why you should buy these things from the drugstore and not from Sephora. So I'm going to do a post on that. And I have that coming up next week, actually. But it's just these nice. random, random things that you, that you think about um, that you have to write down and you have to somehow fit them into those pillars. Um, and then once you do have kind of like a even a small audience, it doesn't even have to be tons of people. I go to my audience a lot. So a lot of times um, I'll put a question box. I'll be like, what kind of content do you want to see? I'll give them some ideas. So it probes them to actually respond. Um, or I'll be going through my DMs or comments and just being like, that gives me an idea. So just finding those ideas, 
through comments, through people talking to you, through um, just just random random things that you're doing throughout the day. And it's like, oh, that's what I need to write about. Um, do you, do you uh, look at content that already performs well or, or any trends, discovery, explore yes. sessions? Yeah, that's a really good point. I actually do that a lot. So I go to Google Trends. Um, I, uh, I've, I've set certain alerts where it's like what's happening in beauty, what's happening uh, in certain spaces, and even some brands that I follow that I work with a lot. I have those written down. Uh, sorry, I have them set up as alerts. Um, so I, I'm always consuming that content and it'll probe more ideas. And then what you mentioned going into your analytics. That's such a good point. I can't believe I haven't mentioned it before. Um, I go into my analytics all the mm -hmm. time um, and I look at uh, what platforms are performing well. So is so even though I'm spending all this time on Instagram, is it actually getting me the conversion or do I need to switch strategy? Um, and then like you mentioned, yeah, if my certain like travel posts are doing really well, or these days I've been sharing a lot of baking recipes because mm -hmm. quarantine life and that's all I've been doing. And surprisingly it's doing really well. So I'm right. like, well, now I need to have a, a recipe a week and I changed my strategy completely. It captures um, the trend, right? Exactly. And a lot of people are baking, uh, probably not anymore because it's so humid, but um, a lot of people were, there's a time where a lot of people were baking and they were into that content. So I shift strategy and made more baking recipes. <laughs> I like that. So, so what do you, uh, I mean, one of the things that I've heard from Gary V and it's such a valid point that I haven't probably done enough is when you, let's say you find this big industry news or you find a big thing, let's say Sephora closes all stores in Canada. Like yeah. you, you would be talking about it for sure because you've been doing it for a long time. Um, and I mean, you're such an, like you're into in this industry. How do mm -hmm. you adapt that news to you, to your personality, to your style, or in a similar way, maybe it's uh, some other industry news. How do you, what do you do if you, if you have thought about it or if you do it consciously, like what do you do to make sure that this is Adam's take on this? That's a really good question. Uh, for me, if something like that were to happen, a lot of times I, so because a lot of people come to me for those recommendations of beauty products or XYZ, or maybe I've sold them on a certain brand and all of a sudden um, Sephora shuts down and you don't know where to access that brand. So the way that I would approach it is like, Sephora is shutting down, but don't worry, you can still buy XYZ products at this place instead. And I kind of retarget them um and i'll sh often i'll share my thoughts in something like instagram stories or even on twitter um and get the audience's thoughts and see like what the how they're feeling about it and how i can help kind of navigate that conversation for them right but right. um yeah so i would try to retarget them try to help out like if they're you know if they're still looking for that similar product or whatever i'll try to try to find another spot for them to buy it from. <laughs> well, that, of course, of course, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, what yeah. do you think about the, the volume, content volume? Um, a lot of times <clears throat> I would hear that, uh, you know, somebody starts their, starts the activity on whatever platform and they're like, oh mm -hmm. my God, I'm getting like zero likes or I'm getting one like. And what Gary Vee would always say is like, look, you gotta be posting like seven times a day specific. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what, what are your thoughts on like volume versus um, just doing it in a more moderate? Sure, um, I, I think volume is great. I think volume is good if A, you are being consistent with it and B, you are producing quality content. So 
for for like creators and this is something i see a lot of times i see you know you're posting the seven days a week sure maybe you're getting the likes you're getting the follows you're getting that engagement but your captions are filler captions it's like it's sunny outside today and here's like a pretty photo of me it depends on what your goal is you know if you're trying to like ultimately get people to buy from you or or you know sell a product or something you're not enticing them that way so it really depends on what your goal is and how you can kind of map that into your strategy for me and i i try to practice this as much as possible but consistency so mm -hmm. i know that i can't show on a platform show up on a platform every single day but i can promise maybe two videos on youtube a week or i can promise four instagram posts and the more you're um, transparent with your audience like the more you tell them like expect my video tuesday and friday or expect my instagram monday wednesday friday um and you don't even sometimes have to say that they just pick it up like oh she's posting every other day um and that's something you can keep up with that's something where you are giving that quality content and not just like here's a random post just for the sake of posting i feel i feel like it's it's just a better long-term strategy what do you think yeah yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I totally agree. Like, I think consistency makes a big difference. I've seen mm -hmm. it in my, even in my podcast numbers where, yeah. like, if it's not specific, it doesn't have to be necessarily on a, on a certain day. It doesn't have to be, let's say, every Tuesday. It could be Tuesday or Wednesday, but it yeah. has to be every week. It has yes. to be. It has to be because you're expecting. It's like you're, uh, you're, you're subscribing to a magazine. Same thing. Yes. You, you're, yeah. you're, you're a publisher. You're a publisher yeah, totally. with your own with your own take. Um, yeah, I think it's important. I found that volume also helps um, if if possible, but this is more like an advanced step where mm -hmm. like you, yeah, like you, you could do that, but you, it's yeah. also like, I think you need to have more creative muscle to build up the idea generation to not exactly. put up like uh, the sun, sun quotes, right? Mm -hmm. Or, or sunshine quotes. Totally. And I, I think volume is great because as you mentioned, it is like you're more of a publication and you're constantly um, entertaining your audience. Um, the way that I've seen volume work really, really well is when they have a team behind them. So when it's not just one person editing, filming, writing right. everything, but they maybe they have a virtual assistant who helps them with the branding aspect of things, or they have an editor that edits all their videos and photos. Like every time I've seen someone produce in like mass amounts and posting like multiple times a week on multiple channels or even multiple times a day, I find that they actually have a team behind them. So um, actually I get this question quite often where mm -hmm. some people are like, I want to post every single day, but um, I can't do it because like, you know, I have my kid or I have this, I have a life to live. I have a full-time job. And it's like, you have to almost remind your audience that like, if they are some in, if they are into doing something like this, you have to remember that they, these people have teams behind them. Like they have a whole, um, yes. maybe, maybe even a corporation, right? Like these big YouTube gurus, um, have, have a whole team behind them. They have, don't PR. Be discouraged. they have, yeah, they have all of these people, whatever you're able to do and commit to, I think is it should, that should be what you're producing. And then over time, if you feel like you're growing and you can hire extra help to like, grow faster or, or better <laughs> um yeah. then 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 you'll go that route oh for sure i think you know the biggest the biggest thing that affects people who create content and even me sometimes you know you go on on uh on your platform and you see this mm -hmm. amazing pieces of content that are being produced you're like like holy shit like this guy's already like 25 <laughs> steps ahead that's one yeah. of the reasons why you shouldn't actually consume anything 
until you, well, you actually shouldn't yes. really consume too much. You should create, you create first and then you could consume. Uh, because like once you start consuming, then you end up comparing your level one to level 562 of somebody else who's been in the game for 10 years. And yeah. you don't really see that. Uh, yeah. You don't really see it on the surface level. You're like, oh my God, I'm terrible. Not true. It's if so you true. look at, at that person post one, they were probably almost certainly worse than you are. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you're not seeing the, you know, a lot of times when they are posting multiple times a day or whatever, whatever, vol whatever volume, they're actually repurposing a lot of content through different channels. And you're, you might not be seeing the full story, which is what you mentioned. I think that's such a good point. Um, you just got to start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you got to start somewhere. And you know, one of the quotes that uh, I've just blew me away literally recently, uh, maybe not a quote, it was from, an, from a Gary V's interview. Gary was interviewed and he said, look, when I was in early 30s, I, post, I posted nothing. Like I had zero content and Gary yeah. V probably creates more content than anybody else now. And he had not, no content when he was in his early 30s. So, yeah. so the point is like, don't complain. Yeah, yeah, it's a, that's a really good point. In terms of uh, the B2B companies and social media in, in those companies, how do you think that they could do it in a more effective way, more human way versus what they're doing right now? Because a lot of times when you see posts, whether it's on Instagram or on Twitter from, from brands, they are very, they're, they're really not human. They're very like, they feel from like from a company and, and, and mm -hmm. others don't really want to engage with those. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great question. And I see it a lot too. I see it a lot where um, some people are just like, they have that set it and forget it mentality. It's like, okay, these are the five tweets we're putting out, their blog posts, they're scheduled, we're good to go. But I think that's where that's just the beginning of your social media strategy, right? You have to then you can have those scheduled posts, but you have to humanize that channel or that platform. So you have to, whether it's having a person behind this, the post, so you're, you actually have that brand ambassador or whether it's the way that you're engaging um, in the stories or engaging in the comments or even in the caption. Um, I think that's where you're going to win business on social media. So you need to have those polls on stories, which are so great. It's like, you know, yes. you could be a startup, but you could still do po daily polls of like, what's your favorite snack? And like you list, a, you list different snacks because startups have these snacks. Yes. Um, and that, that garners the attention of other people who can relate to that, you know? So it doesn't always have to be like, I'm gonna push this service, I'm gonna push this product, blah, 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 go to my profile and, you know, learn more about mm -hmm. how you can work with me or whatever it is. It's, you're, yes, you're selling, yes, you're pushing that message, but you're also engaging with the people. And I truly believe that if you are on a platform, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is, um, try to engage with at least one to five people that you either want to have as your client or someone that would engage with your kind of content every day. So every day your goal should be to engage with one to five new people. Five is a good number because you can always, you can do that. Um, I love that. It's achievable. Yeah. It's a great, it's five. a great advice. Great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Reach out to five new people. They could be potential clients. It can be uh, just someone in your space, whatever it may be and start engaging with them. And then you're going to curate that list of people you're following, which are relevant to you and they are going to come for your content. So 
um, yeah, I think humanizing and engagement is is huge for B2B. So important. Like I think uh, uh, something that I didn't understand uh, either is that it's not about putting out the content, even if it's great. Uh, like you're going to get like two or three likes, even if it's okay. an amazing content, even if it's better th than other people's content that already gets hundreds of thousands of views. And the yeah. reason why is because you don't have an audience and the way to build an audience is exactly to do what you did to what you just yes. said is to engage with those one to five people a day. It's like what Gary Vee says, like five cents strategy or like 10 cents strategy. It's where you like, whether it's your prospect or whether it's a person that would be interested in your content, you connect with them with maybe on yes. LinkedIn or you leave a comment and guess what? They will absolutely be interested because they know that you're real. Like yes. you're posting too. Yeah, exactly. You are engaging with their content. So it's not, although there are bots now, when you are truly engaging with someone's caption or someone's image or someone's story, you know that there's a real person behind that account. And that's, that's going to win over and over again. And, and the benefit of bots I think is that it's a lot easier to stand out because a lot of other people are fake or a lot of other people yes. just do this, like this uh, thumbs up emoji and, yeah. and that's nothing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take all of that with a grain of salt. <laughs> there are so many bots, so many people trying to buy followers, do this or that. Um, but if you stick to your strategy, stick to that engagement, set a time daily that you're going to engage and you're going to, you know, meet new friends online. Think of them as friends um, and, and you will grow. You will grow. And Oberis, everybody can find you online. What would be the, the main channels? Sure. Uh, so I think everything is my name. So you just find Anna Rubeck on Instagram. That's A-N-U-M-R-U-B-E-C. Um, and then my website is with Anum.com where all of my content is filtered. And yeah. Awesome. We'll <laughs> link me. it all in the show notes. Everybody could go check out what you're doing. And uh, yeah, you've got great content. Any uh, final messages to the audience, something that I have missed or something we didn't cover? I think we covered a lot of good things. I would just say, you know, if you're interested in being a content creator, whether it's for B2B or for yourself, um, be consistent, have a strategy, have like those strong content pillars that you can lean on and push out ideas through and engage, engage. Like you have to engage with your community. So true, so true. <laughs> so true, no, I love it, I love it. And it was a pleasure, thank you for coming. It was a great conversation. Thank you so much for having me. This is really fun. Thank you guys for listening. This was Anna Rubeck, content creator and beauty and lifestyle brands. Go check out her content because she's doing some pretty cool work and she's a practitioner. Um, and um, I will see you in the next interview.